Welcome to this week's podcast from Terrelgan City Church. We hope this message transforms and equips you to reach out. For more information about what's happening at TCC, head to mytcc.com.au or check us out on Facebook. We hope you enjoy this message. The message that I'm going to speak about today, that I felt to speak about today, um, is called For the Love of God. Has anyone heard the saying, For the Love of God? Has anyone ever said the saying, for the love of God? And some of us might have heard it in one way or another. You know, for the love of God, be quiet. You might have yelled at your kids. For the love of God, I just got my car fixed and now I've pranged it into something else. Or for the love of God, can you just stop fighting? I'm a mum, I know what that's like to continually yell that at my kids. Can you just stop fighting? But often, this is used as an expression of, of desperation or frustration when you, one might be at the end of their rope. Is there anyone here that's ever been at the end of their rope at some point in their life? And, and it's to urge someone to do something that you're wanting, you're just saying, for the love of God, would you just do this thing that I'm asking you to do? And so when I was looking into this slang saying, what's the first thing that you do? You go to Google. And you check it out, and what, you know, what is the, the meaning of this slang saying? And as I looked into it, it's like it said it's an explanation, and it explained it as this use this saying out of desperation, and not so much meaning don't, and said it meaning don't do it for me, don't do it for your own good name, but just do it for the love of God. And it's if, as you add that emphasis for the love of God, that that carries some sort of weight, that there's no more convincing that needs to happen. You've got all the convincing that you need. For the love of God is all the convincing that you need. And so as I began to think about this and think about how the love of God has set the standard for a very long time, and it doesn't matter if you've experienced this love or you haven't experienced this love, um, it doesn't matter. It's a set the standard for a very long time. It's not a love that's governed by what we do or a love that's, um, you know, got conditions on it, but it's a love that continues to love us no matter where we find ourselves in life. And I know for me, I'm so thankful for that. But for me, I look at Genesis. Has anyone heard of the book of Genesis? Yes, I'm not speaking to a camera today so you can actually get involved. I'm so happy I was thinking about that last week and I've many times as I was speaking to a camera over the last nine months, there would be many times where Jono would be, he's the filmer and look, let me just say this, that if you are in a, a married couple, the filmer shouldn't be your husband and you shouldn't be the preacher, it just never works very well. And so we had a few arguments and different things, and then you get up and you're like, hi, welcome to TCC. Or he'd be like, I'd be preaching, and he'd be like, cut, like the filming just, it stopped, you know, you're gonna have to start again. But I'm so thankful that we're not in that place anymore. Praise the Lord. So you can get into it and active if you want and shout at me if you want, that's okay. But as I look at Genesis, when I think about the love of God and I look at creation, where it all began and how God created humankind and at the very beginning of time, he declared that it was very good, that mankind was very good. And so that's the words of God. 
And you can see that in Genesis 1, 27 to 31. It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. Turn to the person next to you, to you and say, you are very good. You are very good. From the beginning, we have been created for a relationship with God. He's not a far away, a far away or, or distant God, but he's interested in us. How crazy is this idea that he's interested in us? And I think sometimes there's that perception that God is angry with us, that God is distant with us, and that God doesn't care about us. But it's actually the opposite. God created us, and God says that we are very good. And so I say, wow, for the love of God is so great. For the love of God is so great. We were his idea. He loves us and he thinks that we are very good. And he was wrapped in his creation. I don't know about you. Have you ever um, created something that you've been wrapped in? Have you ever created something that you've been so proud of? I know I, there's, when I was in, I think it was year 11, I created a wooden chair. And John is quite the woodsman person, whatever you call that. What's the word? Woodsman? Is that it? I don't know. Anyway, I created this little chair. Anyway, in his eyes, it probably needs a bit of work. But I have kept it to this day just because I created it. And I'm proud of my creation. But I've got another creation that I've brought with me here today. And this is my son Charlie's creation. And for those of you who don't know my son Charlie, he loves box creations. Has anyone got a child out there that loves bringing box creations home from kinder or school and your rooms fill up? with what we would like to call recycling. But you'd never say that to your child because they are utterly offended by that. But this is Charlie's creation. And so when I asked Charlie about his creation, um, I, he began to explain it to me. He said, Mum, here's the two trees. And he said, this tree has fallen over um, because the glue come unstuck, but it's, it's fallen over, Mum. And then here, Mum, here is the leaves. These are the leaves and these are the branches. And then he went on to tell me, he goes, and if you look at, the, look at it, mum, if you look at here, you can see the pond. And the two trees are beside the pond. And then he said, mum, can you see in the middle of the pond, there's a duck. I don't know if anyone can see the duck. And I said, wow, Charlie, are you proud of your creation? He said, I'm so proud, mum. And he said, guess what? I made it all by myself. I said, wow, Charlie, that is awesome. So he was wrapped in his creation. But, you know, the perception of Charlie's creation for all of us here today might be a little different. Your perception of his creation may just be two toilet rolls and a cardboard plate. But to Charlie, as the creator of this, this is his masterpiece. No, even this week, I think, it was sitting on the bench as I was preparing my message, and John O'Neill went to throw it out. But this is his masterpiece, which he absolutely loves. It doesn't matter what anyone else's opinion is. He will tell you that he loves this and that it's awesome and he places high value on it. No other opinion matters. But I think it's interesting. So often we can do this with our lives. 
So often we can take the perceptions of others, we can take the opinions of others, we can take the value that they've placed on us and think that that's all we're worth and think that that's our value, what other people say about us, their opinions. You know, I'm just two toilet rolls and a paper plate. But when you look in Scripture, our Creator says something so different about each of us. Our Creator says that we are His masterpiece. We are His masterpiece. And in Ephesians 2 verse 10, it says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the things that He planned for us long ago. You are God's masterpiece. You don't need to look to others to find your value. You don't need to look to others to find your worth. You are God's masterpiece. All we need to do is look to our creator and realize that we are very good. And if you might be finding it hard to believe today that God loves you, you might say, well, how, why does God care about me? Why is God interested in me? Why would he want to love me? You might say, have you seen, Megan, have you seen my life? Have you seen the mess ups? Have you seen the things that I have done? Have you seen the things that I struggle with? Have you seen the things that I've gone through? Have you seen how broken I feel? And my answer and my response to that would be that these things don't define whether God can love you or not. These things don't define whether God can love you or not. But if you open your heart, it can be the very place that God begins. The very place that he can show you just how much he loves you. And maybe you still don't believe me here today that God loves us in all our brokenness. Maybe you still struggle with that. Well, I wanna take you back to where it all went wrong. Who's heard of Adam and Eve? I think we've all heard of Adam and Eve. But they messed up. God told them one thing and they did the exact opposite. God said, don't eat from, the tr from this tree, okay? Everything else in this amazing garden, everything else is yours. Everything else you can have. And he said, just from this tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, don't eat from that tree. And so what do they do? They did the very thing that God told them not to. And they take a bite out of the apple Sin enters and their eyes are opened and they realize that they are naked. And the Bible says that Adam feels ashamed. That Adam feels ashamed. They've been in this great relationship with God and all of a sudden it's broken. They hear God walking in the garden. And because of the shame that they feel, their immediate, their immediate reaction is to run and hide. My son Samuel does this thing that when he's done something wrong, he gets super upset with himself and he just takes off. He might have been out on the street, um, one, we was out on the street one time and he was doing something wrong and I told him off and then he just took off down the street just running. And I thought, where are you going? Where are you going? And if anyone has seen, has anyone seen the movie Forrest Gump? It was literally like that, just took off. We were out on the um, Jono's family's farm at Christmas. And next thing I look out the window, I see Sam bolting to the front gate, crying. And he's just running. 
And it takes everything within me and Shono not to say, run, Sammy, run. It takes everything within us. And we try not, we just think this is really odd that he just ru- starts running. But we realize that he did this, he does this because he feels ashamed. He feels like we won't love him anymore because of what he's done. And so he takes off and he runs. And so we've had to explain to him that whenever you mess up, whenever you do anything wrong, it will never change how much we love you. It will never change how much we care about you. We will always love you no matter what. And there's been a few times when Jono's been upset with Sammy and um, Sam will come to me and say, Dad doesn't like me anymore. Dad doesn't like me anymore. I said, no, Sam, Dad loves you. And it's just that maybe what you did wasn't right, but he still loves you. And so we're still working on our first child. Who knows that the first child's the guinea pig? Um, So we're still working on that one. But... As you see, when we look back in Genesis, this is what God, God is similar in that. I love this about God, that when Adam and Eve messed up and heard God walking in the garden and they ran and hid, God's response to this is amazing. And so often I think when we look at that scripture, our perception can be that God is so angry and he's stomping through the garden and he's out to get them. But actually God's response is, Adam, where are you? His response, he says, where are you? And maybe God's saying that to, that to you today. Hey, where are you? And we can be over here hiding and feeling, uh, you know, we've messed it all up. And God can say, why are you hiding? And then we can say, because I'm, I'm not, I don't feel good enough. I don't feel worthy enough. I'm broken. I feel shameful. I feel unlovable. I don't feel like I'm worthy. I feel so unworthy. And it's interesting in Genesis, when you look at that, God's response to that is that he says, who told you that? Who told you that you were shameful? Who told you that you are unworthy? Because God's message to us is different. And as I read out in Ephesians 2 earlier, Ephesians 2 verse 10 earlier, it says, you are my masterpiece. And then it says, created anew in Christ Jesus. How is all of this even possible? How is all of this even possible? The key word in that scripture there is Jesus, created anew in Jesus. Now there's a solution to our brokenness, and it's through Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. God still asks the same question today. Where are you? Why are you hiding? He still asks the same question today. God promised Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, promised them, back in the garden, victory over sin. And in enters Jesus and the message is the same. The message is the same. Just like God's asking, where are you? Jesus says, I am looking for you. It's amazing in scripture in Luke 19, verse 10, it says, the son of man came to seek and save the lost. He seeks you out and he looks for you. Jesus makes a way and we can cry out in our desperation for the love of God 
has made a way. For the love of God has made a way. We can echo the words of John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever should believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Because of Jesus, there is a way back to God. There is a way past our brokenness. There is freedom in him. And I love about Jesus is not a big, long list of conditions that you must meet before he says, I love you. He doesn't have this big, long list that he pulls out of conditions before he can love you. He just loves you. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what your life looks like. He loves you. He loves you. It doesn't even matter if you don't want him to love you. He still loves you anyway. Romans 5, 8 says, For God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that whilst we're still sinners, Christ died for us. Whilst we didn't have a care in the world for him, he was thinking of us and he was loving us. That doesn't sound like conditional love to me. For if it was conditional, then Jesus would have waited for us to get our lives together, for us to get our lives right, and then he would have went to the cross. I love how Pastor Joachim from Word of Life in Sweden puts it. When it comes to the cross and the sacrifice that Jesus made, it was not, he says, it's not one of stop, keep your distance. But the message of the cross is one of come, come as you are. It's an incredible message. It's not one of stop, but it's one of come, come as you are. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So now the case is closed. In Romans 8, we can see it says, So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. Jesus did not come to to condemn us, but to save us. As I finish up here, today, I was going to say this morning, but as I finish up here today, God wants to know you to know that he loves you. He did not come to condemn us, but to save us. For the love of God says, where are you? For the love of God says, why are you hiding? For the love of God says, who told you that? If we listen to the opinions of others, if we listen to the value that they place on us, sometimes people can say horrendous things. People can say awful things about us. People can say all sorts of things and somehow we let those things that have been said place so much like a value on us, like that's where our worth comes from. Our worth doesn't come from others, but our worth comes from our Creator, Our God who says, you are my masterpiece and I love you and I care for you and I see your brokenness and I see the things that are going on in your life and I see those things and I say, I love you. You don't have to hide from Him. You can be so open with Him with everything that's going on in your life. 
sometimes it just takes an honest conversation with Him. All He wants for us is to be honest with Him. We don't have to have it together or have the right words to start talking to Him. But sometimes He just wants us to say, hey, here I am. Jesus puts out an invitation to us today. And it's not one of stop, hang on, you haven't got it all together. But it's one of come, come as you are and realize today that you are not what others say you are, but you are God's masterpiece and He loves you. God in His grace and in His mercy sent Jesus for each and every one of us so that we may know new life, so that we may know Him as our Saviour, that we may not know or have religion or rules, because that's not what it's about. But that we would have relationship. That's what it's about. So wherever you find yourself today, wherever, whatever's going on in your life, know that God loves you. Know that He is proud of you. Know that you are His masterpiece. Know that He looks for you and He searches for you and He wants to show and pour out and reveal His love to you. And maybe you're here today and, you know, over this, the months that church has been closed and we've been doing it all online, you might, your relationship with God might have dwindled a little bit. Or maybe you're here today and you say, I don't even know this God that you're talking about. I don't even know this Jesus that you're talking about. Well, today I want to invite you to allow the love of God to be poured out upon your life. And if you're one of those that are here today and say, yeah, I want to have a relationship with this Jesus that you talk of then I'd love to lead you in a simple, powerful prayer, asking Him into your life. Or maybe you're here today and say, God, it's been a while. And maybe I've been hiding, God, but God, I wanna come out of hiding and I wanna say, God, here I am. Will you show me the love that you have for me again? The love that you have for me again. So if that's you here today, why don't we all stand as we, as we pray? And if that's you here today that says, yeah, I want to have a relationship with this God that you're talking of, with this Jesus that you're talking about, then you can say this prayer with me. And then after that, I'm going to pray for us as a whole. If you want to say that prayer, you can say that today if you want to follow after me. Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I choose you as my Lord and Saviour. Forgive me of all my wrongdoing. You are my Lord. I want to follow you for the rest of my days. Today I surrender all. In Jesus' name, amen. And maybe you're here today and you want to, you want to just set afresh your relationship with Him. Maybe it hasn't been what you would like it to be. God loves us doesn't matter where we find ourselves in life. He's always there. He's always loving us. And so I'd love to pray um, for you. So Lord God, you, we just come to you today. 
We thank you for your love. We thank you for all that you're doing. You know every single person in this room. And God, you love them and you care about them. And I pray, God, for those that are wanting more in their relationship with you, that you would speak so clearly into their hearts today, that they can start afresh and anew, and they can realize, God, that you have so much for them in you. We thank you, Jesus, for your love is great, for your love is so real, for your love transforms us, for your love is amazing. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. We hope you have been challenged and inspired. For more information about Torelgan City Church, check out mytcc.com.au.